Good morning and welcome to episode Andre Tippett, Aaron's dad's favorite uh, Patriots player of all time. He wore number 56 and that's what episode we're on. Um, This is the Sunday Conversation Podcast hosted by Aaron Taylor and myself. My name's Ben. We're presented by Loyalty Liquors and... I won't say this is my Jordan flu game because I don't have the flu, but I'm here. We're here. We're live. Good morning and welcome. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Ben. (laughs) How's your week? Week's great, pal. Week is great. That's, um, that's excellent. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Well, it's your dad's birthday, so happy birthday to your dad. It is. Happy birthday, pops. I don't even. I don't. I still don't think you even listen to this. I don't know. I don't know if you. I know my stepmom Shannon does. Shout out Shan. But uh, I don't know if my dad even knows how to work the podcast app on his phone. But if he ever does. One day he'll stumble onto this episode and uh, and probably not care at all because he doesn't really care about his birthday. So, honestly, someday your dad will sit down and, and he's gonna bang out every episode. God, I and hope not. That, There's some stinkers in there. Well, I fuck it. Who cares? It's all part of the journey, right? Yeah, dude. Um, um how how was your week? My week was good. You know, just just rolling along. Um. Rolling, rolling, rolling along. Yeah, exactly. To quote uh, 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 the great uh, 21st century philosopher, George W. Bush, you know, fool me once, shame on, shame on you, fool me, can't get fooled again. (laughs) As I called you earlier in the week, well, I got fooled again, and it's totally shame on me because I ordered uh, another package. Uh, no, no, is, please, no, no, no! Spare me, spare me this, please. Gone and sacrificed to the ether at this point, uh, and not and not our ether. Um, ordered a pair of uh, Nike Kill Shots, which is probably the coolest name I've ever heard for sneakers. They're, you know, just these low-profile, you know, perfect summer sneakers. You know, very versatile looking, and I thought, you know, this is perfect. Neutral colors will go with a lot of outfits on sale on Nike's website for $65. I pay for expedited shipping because fuck it. I was saving about 30 bucks on the shoes. First of all, they don't, I paid for two day shipping. They they didn't ship for a week. So that was, yeah, that let's talk about a fucking scam there. Yeah. I mean, even on eBay, it's like prior, you know, cause like, like when you buy something, it, it technically says down below like priority shipping or first yeah. class or whatever, and then it'll come that style. So it's like if someone says they're going to ship it priority and then, you know, they get to the fucking post office and they don't want to pay the extra seven fucking cents and then, you know, they ship it fucking first class and it's yeah. like, okay, that defeats the purpose. Thank you. Yeah, that's um, that's what I mean. Like, why even, you know, if you're, okay, you're Nike. Got to be, you know, one of, if not the largest, you know, shoe company in the world. 
you should know and have the ability to understand if you have, you know, the product in stock and the ability to ship it within two days. And if you don't, why even offer the option? You know what I mean? But whatever. Nonetheless, I sent Nike an email about the extra, you know, paying for the extra shipping. I think I'm going to get my money back there. <clears throat> well, Aaron, I guess, I mean, shit, dude, we're on week 10. Um, hold on, I, hold on. I'm not done yet. Oh, that, that wasn't the end of the story. There's more to it now. Sorry. So, no, no apologies. So, you know, I get home the day the package says it gets delivered and I go where, you know, all the packages are in my building, which is behind a locked door. And sure enough, I walk in, I look, I can just tell right away. There's no shoes, no sneakers, uh, sitting there. So I'm like, great, here we go again. So there is a camera in my building in the lobby that points directly at where the, you know, the, the mail is. And, uh, so I email my, I email my landlord right away. I say, Hey guys, uh, you know, listen, I had a package disappear today from FedEx. They have a key to the building, so they should have been able to get in. Um, you know, can you go back and look at the camera footage and see if, you know, the package actually was delivered because I'm going to file a claim with FedEx. So I dig into the, the shipping. I find out they say it was delivered at 12.06 p.m. I email my landlord again, said if it makes it easier on you, you know, it's going to be sometime between, you know, 12.04 and 12.07 that it was delivered. Email me back the next day. Hey, Aaron, sorry to hear about your issue. The camera in the lobby is actually a dummy camera. Sorry about that. That's hilarious. I just said a, a few minutes ago, I guess, yeah, doesn't yeah, work. It's a fake camera. So my, my thought or question is, is, okay, I get the idea, right? You have a fake camera. Somebody thinks about breaking in the building. They see it. They're like, ah, you know what? Maybe not. It's a deterrent. If somebody is, is in the mindset that they're going to break into a building in fucking New Haven, Connecticut, like, they're going to do it regardless of if there's a fucking camera in the lobby or not. And not to mention, you know what? I'm not actually going to say what I was going to say because just in case any potential robbers are listening to this episode, haha, you're not going to get any tips on how to break into the building from me. So anyways, yeah, I got boned again, $85 pair of shoes, probably gone. You know, I filed a claim with FedEx, but you know, I basically don't have much recourse and the odds of me getting my money back are... Probably not great. So yeah. Fool me so if we, if we flip back to Can't get fooled episode me. something, when I said, hey, Aaron, like, yep. you know, when you buy something mm -hmm. cool, maybe you should ship it to your dad's house. Yep. And it would have been nice that he got a package on his birthday for you. <clears throat> yes. Um, rather than for That would have been, uh, that would have been, uh, let's see. Dude, that, yeah, that just. A lot of episodes. That would just piss me right off. Uh, yeah, uh, that would have been episode 50, as a matter of fact. So six weeks ago. That was it? Uh, hey, man. Yeah. We have a lot of episodes. It actually takes a little while to scroll through all our episodes. That's awesome. That's kind of I was actually wondering today when, um, like, I, at what point are we going to stop saying the episode number? Never. When I get my fucking Rolex and I quit. <laughs> Welcome to episode 4,225 of the Sunday. Welcome. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, once um, we get to 500, I'm taking my Rolex and riding off into the sunset anyway. So who gives a shit? Um, yeah, well, guess what? What? You might not be getting your Rolex because the IRS uh, still hasn't sent me a fucking tax refund. <laughs> 
So now we're on uh, week 10 of my updated. Um, so I obviously scrolling back to whatever fucking episode that was. Um, maybe my episode scroller could, could help us. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm working on it. We got a lot. I have to scroll all the way down to get to see all episodes and then scroll down more. Uh, that was on uh, January 24th, episode 47. Ben versus episode, the IRS. <laughs> episode 47. I had my meeting with the lovely people of the IRS, whom I very enjoyed and um, would like to go and hang out with them again. Um, yeah, well, they told me eight weeks, six to eight weeks on, on my uh, 20, is, wait, is it 20? Yeah, my 2019 tax return. So and, two tax uh, returns ago. Yeah, two tax returns ago. So Aaron is about to get his 20... 20 tax return back before I even get my 2019. Yeah, we're we're in a race. I filed my 2020 tax return a week ago Friday. So I'm one week in. So let's see what happens if I get my 2020 return in which like I think we both know that's going to happen. I'm for sure going to get my 2020 return before you get your 20. You're like I I'm glad you're enjoying yourself in Jackson. You're having a blast doing your thing, just rolling along, but you're going to have to have another meeting with the IRS when you get back. So it's like, here I am again. It's like, are they backed up or, or is it just like, you know what I mean? It's like, what? It, th- she did it on a fucking computer. It's like she hit enter. Like it shouldn't, nobody has to do anything. Literally just like. And maybe they're punishing you for wearing a suit. Oh my God. You know what? Then you owe me fucking $919. Hey man, it was a great idea in the moment. I didn't realize the IRS was like the DMV. Okay. Well, it's very much like the DMV, like to the point where I might as well have been at the DMV and they obviously operate like the fucking DMV too. They don't fucking get anything done. I was going to say, Oh God, that's funny, man. I mean, Hey, listen, this is why, you know, I was talking to Dylan, our, our shout out downtown Dylan Brown, close, close friend of the pod. Who's it? Is he still in Mexico? I think he's still in Mexico. I, I hope, heard. I mean, I hope he, I mean, I haven't talked to him in a few days, so. Yeah. Him and I were supposed to be in Norway around this time. Instead, he went to Mexico. Sweet, sweet Mexico. Cool. Um, but I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago and I, I had mentioned that I had my, uh, my tax appointment with my accountant last Friday. And he said, you know, why do you, why do you pay someone 200 bucks to do your taxes? Your taxes are pretty simple. And, you know, I had a couple of reasons, but uh, you know, the main reason is uh, because when you use TurboTax, there's, you know, the chance you just don't ever get your tax return back. So, Oh, you used H and R block, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, same difference. Yeah. But so I guess my question is what, what, access does he have you know what i mean like what what is he how the fuck can like bro he's got i think every accountant in the united states has a main line right to the irs they just call right up hey boom boom you know hey carl what's going on with my guy's return here and you know that's how they take care of it shit well like i said i didn't have to pay money so this is all just fun and bitching yeah, hey, listen, I only had to pay the state of Connecticut 52 bucks this year. I was fired up about that. I think last year I paid him 600 some odd dollars. This year I only paid him 52. Well, that's exciting. 
This is a uh, tax talk with uh, Aaron and Ben. Um, so what'd you do this week? You just ski. Oh, you're, 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 you're in back well, yeah. in Jackson for the first time well, in what? Eight months. Since like September. That? So say a six months. Yeah. Wow, dude. That's a long time. Yeah. So left. Uh, let's see. We, we recorded. Um, what did we record last? Oh shit. Uh yeah, Saturday evening. Yep. Yes. And so that next that Sunday, um, we had an awesome trip, awesome fucking time in Telluride. And then uh Nate Dog and Trevor, the boys, they left and I uh I fucking hopped in my car and was originally gonna go back towards Denver, see if my bike was there. <laughs> and uh then i decided fuck that and i just took this random road north from grand junction colorado right up to jackson hole so i ended up doing it in uh in one day or whatever so um it was it was fucking stunning another stunning drive um off the beaten path i just felt like i was like riding through this like canyon um so it was it, that was that was badass because i'd never seen any you know that part of colorado i guess um and rolled in sunday night hung out on uh monday tuesday i skied at uh jackson hole mountain resort wednesday chilled thursday chilled yesterday went on another ski tour up uh up the Teton Pass, yeah. skied the Playboy shoots. What up? <laughs> um, and then uh, tomorrow we're going into the park. Big adventure, four a.m. start. Ooh. So we'll go hike. We're gonna. I don't know, if, dude. Do you remember that picture? Actually, yeah, it's on my Instagram of me doing the headstand on that at that lake. Yeah. Well, that lake's called Delta Lake, and it's like just beautiful so we're gonna hike we're gonna hike up to delta lake tomorrow and then there's like a a couloir that you can ski all the way down or whatever i i've never been up there in the winter so um i'm pretty pretty fucking excited should sounds, be some should be some great views hopefully fucking awesome doesn't sound terrible at all no. um how long of a hike is it um that's the kind of the question maybe around like <laughs> three hour because we don't know what the snow will be like yeah you know in the summertime i would say it takes probably like two and a half hours just you know so three three and a half four hours maybe depending on like you know the snow we have to trudge through yeah but. did you uh <clears throat> you see that story about the uh the, the ship blocking the suez Canal? oh yeah dude do you want to get conspiracy fucking going or what yeah, uh, you know the call sign of the ship? No, I don't. H3RC. H3, H3 Hillary okay. Rodham Clinton. Ever given. Evergreen. That's her fucking CIA code name. Evergreen. Ah, oh, interesting. But yeah, is that so this the, is like and a the boats what? Thing. The boats ever given? The boats the boats name ship. is ever evergreen. Oh, okay. But they're calling it like ever given or whatever which is the same thing. And the crazier fucking thing is the tugboats 
are called Barack and Mossad. Shut up. Swear to fucking God, Aaron. That that's what that's why I said immediately. You oh, you want to get conspiracy because this is fucking some. Th- there's some fucking big underlying fucking. Uh, well, I saw like I saw things your, going on. I saw your uh, your boy uh, Colin McNamara was talking about. You know how we're kind of reaching the well, what feels like the end of kind of uh, this this COVID lockdown, and how you know this is you know going to fuck up you know the world, basically the world economy for a while here, um, and how this is just like another way to kind of keep everybody along the same path they've been on because uh, they can't really use COVID quite as as much as they were able to you know at this point last year. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. Like I there's that I for one, I guess that that ship was not even like it, the the canal's not even big enough for that ship to go up anyway. And they like did it anyway. So, there's definitely some fucking weird shit going on. Like it's it is just it's just hilarious to me. Forget conspiracy thoughts for a second. Like just the fact that like, you know, has anybody ever been worse at their job? It's like, you know, if you, if you take it as coincidence and, and not, you know, look deeper into it, has anybody ever been worse at their job where you get an empire state building size ship stuck in a fucking canal and they got to move, I, I was reading an article, so they got to move 800 million pounds of sand. Yeah. And, and then dude, do you see how that like obvious dude, if you're telling me right now they want to get that ship unstuck, you're fucking dead wrong because they have one little tiny excavator. Yeah, that part is work, ridiculous. Like working to get this fucking ship out. So now, don't fucking is. sit here and tell me like there's some haste behind getting the ship out. It's like for crying out loud. It's you know. I saw there's one. There was one excavator trying to like like push it out, and then there was a guy in. It's not a bulldozer. A payloader. Uh, a payloader, thank you. In a payloader, one guy in a payloader, like, digging it out. It's like, all right, you know, and they're like, yeah, we're going to get this done over the weekend. Like, motherfucker, you ain't going to get that done for four years with just one of those fucking things. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, they're, I guess they're going to be talking about the ever-given recession. That'll be a household name here shortly. Well, it is interesting because they're saying that every hour it's stuck costs the world economy $400 million, and it's been there for fucking going on five days now. So, you know, quick math. That's, uh, that's I'm not a math guy, but 400 quick. times 24. Times five. Yeah times five well 400 times 24 would be 9.6 billion dollars times five is about 48 billion dollars if my math is right let's see 400 million times 24 times five equals 48 billion dollars yeah 48 with yeah a lot of zeros yo fucking math brain over here um, um but yeah dude so like there you have it it's like you know 48 billion so it meaning it's costing like here's another one of those like things like oh we're we're in debt 36 trillion dollars to who you know what i mean like so this this 48 billion like who is it like who is this hurting the most like you know is there is there fucking vegetables on that thing that need to get to like mom and pop 
you know, supermarkets or is it like, you know, it's like who the fuck knows. Right. So I've heard a lot of, a lot of crazy <laughs> shit in terms of like, you know, this could, I I've heard a, a human traffic, a human trafficking, um, like opinion on this. Um, so essentially they ram, they stopped the ship cause the, the whole ship is filled with fucking humans and this one theory I, I, I read was that essentially the, the shipping company that owns this ship has this like, like security clause that you can't onboard the ship. It's like insane. How is so, that possible? I don't know, dude. That's what I mean. So uh, basically what I'm like, or, you know, what I saw was that if the ship stays there long enough, there's like some um, like seafaring law or something that like other people can step in eventually. So they're saying they're going to have to fucking offload the contents of what's in this ship. Oh and it's going to fucking, everyone's going to see that it's fucking humans. And that's like the fucking big deal right now. But that of course is not the fucking story that the media is going to tell, but. Well, and it, it all feels awfully convenient right it it and it and it always does i mean i don't know did you have you been following along at all with deshaun watson the texans quarterback well i knew that he like wanted out but now he's like in trouble or something well so that was so that was the thing is that like you know deshaun watson you know for our non uh sports fan listeners Quarterback of the Houston Texans, you know, all, by all accounts seems to be, you know, is going to be a, an excellent quarterback in the NFL. Has been very good so far and, and looks like he will continue to be. And he is not happy with the Houston Texans organization, which he has every right to be because they have done nothing but fuck up since he's been their quarterback. They traded away arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL for scraps. They fucking, they, you know, they, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, they, they, uh, you know, told him that they were going to listen to his opinion when they went to hire a new coach and GM because they had fired their coach and GM last season. And then they just hired somebody without consulting him. So, like, and listen, I get it. Should players have a say in everything that goes on in an organization? You know, no, of course not. Um, but if you tell the guy you're going to listen to his opinion and then you don't listen to his opinion, like, you know, obviously he's going to be upset about that. So he comes out at the end of the season, you know, kind of the beginning of the off season says he wants out of Houston, that he will not play for Houston again and they should trade him because he is still under contract. And so, you know, if you're Houston, your options are one of two things. You either trade him and hope you can get some stuff back for him, you know, cause if he's not going to play and then you're just going to pay him $30 million a, you know, a year to sit on the bench, you know, you're not helping the team either. You're, you're kind of, he kind of has all the leverage and, you know, so they hire a new coach, they bring in Deshaun and he says, you know, to the guy, listen, I'm just not going to play. I'm not playing for this organization ever again, trade me, get what you can. And like two days later, it comes out that, you know, there's a woman filing a, um, a, a sexual assault lawsuit against him. And now, listen, before we go any further, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying that the woman is looking for attention. I'm sure she's not. I doubt anybody filing a sexual assault lawsuit wants the attention that comes with it. But what followed that was like eight more lawsuits. 
And so, you know, here we go. This guy who, you know, wants out of town, wants to be gone, now has all these lawsuits filed against him. Knowingly, no team is going to touch him now. There's no team that's, at least this year, going to be like, hey, like, let's bring in this dude who supposedly sexually assaulted these nine women or however many women it's up to now. So, you know, it just seems awfully coincidental, the timing of all. Literally two days after he says he wasn't going to play for the Texans anymore, all these lawsuits start piling on. And the reason being is because now nobody's going to want to trade for him, so he's going to have to stay in Houston for at least a year because the one thing about the NFL is – the stink of all that stuff seems to wash off pretty quick. I mean, let's not forget Kareem Hunt literally kicked a woman on camera and a year later was signed by the Cleveland Browns and is still playing. <laughs> so. Oh, dude. I mean, honestly, we're, uh, you know, I'll just say this, you know, because whatever. But if you think for one second – the NFL isn't modern day slavery then, you know what I mean? Oh, it's like, no doubt, dude, that poor guy, it, it's, you know, it'd be, you could, you could just literally compare that to, you know, anything, you know, any time in the world, somebody, um, it's like, Oh, a man has an opportunity to, to like do something. No, nope, we're going to take that away from you. I, I should say, you know or we, I mean? sh- we should say, and this is, we are presuming innocence in this because in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation and a lot of um, conjecture, and it's a lot of he said, she said. So until the facts come out, he is innocent, you know, and, and, and we are assuming that as well. So, you know, listen, if it comes out that this is all true and all of it, then, you know, then the guy's a scumbag and he deserves, you know, to not ever make another dollar again. But as of right now, it has not been proven to be true yet. And so as, as objective uh, viewers of the situation, you know, we presume his innocence. So, yeah, you're right. He's, it's There's no doubt about it. And the NFL is, you know, the probably the worst sports league in terms of who, it's who was the other guy, the other guy that beat the shit out of the lady, the Baltimore Ravens player, Ray you know Rice, I mean? Ray Rice, you know, it's like to be, to be fair. Once that video got out, his career was, was fucking over at that point. He did. He, he got suspended for two games and came back and then the video came out. And then that was pretty much the end of his career. After that. But I mean, he fucking, you know, he knocked his girlfriend out in an elevator. <laughs> like it wasn't like, you know, something that got blown up by the media. He literally punched her in the face and knocked her out and then tried to drag her body out of the fucking elevator by her foot. So, yeah, that guy deserved to not ever play again. Well, I guess I kind of like where I was going with that, though, was just the fact that, like, you know, that almost, like, set the precedent. Now, sure, they, they're able to use that almost, I feel like, that story, which is fucking terrifying, that yeah. poor fucking, you know, woman. And now it's like, you know look at what they were able to create out of this. Like now sure. this is a whole new like thing in the NFL. I feel like, you know, you know, obviously I, I've never really paid attention, but you know, back in like the nineties and you know, the early aughts. Um, nice. Yeah. I thought you'd like that. Um, you know, it's like you didn't really, I feel like this probably wasn't like, 
you know, a, like a, a known thing, you know what I mean? Like in turn, or not like a known thing, but like a, you know, it's like, let's face it. Like, I, I think it's safe to say that like professional athletes, you know, who are, are men, I, I well, obviously there's women, like women, professional sports too, but we're talking about men here. Like yep. male professional athletes, I feel like are like, just call it what it is like a, a different breed you know what i mean so it's like sure. obviously you know it's like a lot of times women are attracted to that you know so it's like with playing in the nfl probably comes a whole lot of women who are interested in you you know what i mean and it's just uh, like totally. so you know it's like here you know it's like it's it's almost like it's uh, like an in, in, inevitable you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, you know, I, every- well, I definitely think that's, that's true. You know, that, that, you know, the inevitability of, you know, these guys that are young and rich, you know, most of them for the first time in their lives, you know, then come, you know, all the women that just come with that. I mean, it's, it's natural. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an evolutionary biological thing. Right. Uh, 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 some like, you know, if the Sean Watson, is 22 years old with, you know, guarantee, I don't know what, you know, his guaranteed contract was, but I'm sure he probably got like upwards of like 30 to 50 million, like up front, you know, let's see, he's 25. And if I'm not mistaken, his last contract, the total value, not the guaranteed value was like $140 million or something like that. Uh, current con- four-year, $156 million contract, including a $27 million signing bonus. Um, hold on, let's just pull this up. $110 million, $110 million guaranteed. Okay, now you wonder, like, in the fine print of that contract, it's like, oh. Hey, I it, guarantee there's a clause about being able to void it if there's something that comes out about. Yeah, like, like, a, le- like a legal 100%, issue, you know what I mean? 100%. So it's like. But the interesting thing about the NFL is, and, and I'm not, and, and most leagues are like this, but the NFL really on a different level is that like the bigger the star you are, the more likely you are to survive like a PR nightmare. Like, you know, people forget, Ray oh, Lewis all about killed money, a guy, dude. you know, it's all about money. You know what oh, I mean? Totally. Like, you know, Ray Lewis killed a guy, Michael Vick, you know, ran a dog fighting ring, but those guys were super were bona fide superstars. And so, you know, enough time passed, enough rehabbing their image passed, and then eventually people just forget about it. And it's like, you know, hey, even Tom Brady. Time heals all wounds. Yeah, Tom Brady had a kid. Crazy eyes. (laughs) Tom Brady had a kid with Bridget Moynihan. They weren't married. They never got married. And then, you know, a couple years later, he was married to Giselle Bündchen. Like, like, you know, that's – Am I saying that's not okay or not a bad thing, you know, is a bad thing? No, but you know, it's, it's an interesting like moral dilemma. Um, so anyways, to tie this all back to what we were talking to with the, with the boat in the Suez Canal, <laughs> is that like, you know, it just, everything seems coincidental and you know, do I believe in coincidences? Yes, to a degree. But there are uh, there are just times where things seem too coincidental to be coincidental. Yeah, dude, like like a giant cargo ship blocking a canal, the size of the Empire State Building. Dude, <laughs> fucking a man. 
Well, it's just it's just crazy, man. I mean, I, I was looking at I was looking at uh, coronavirus numbers yesterday. Our favorite topic on this show, the, the the one topic that has kept the show going, and you know, as a country now, we are up to I forget how many. I think it's like forty some odd million people have gotten the second, just about fifty. We'll cross over fifty million people today that have gotten the second dose of the vaccine. Um, and like, so in reality, based on science and nothing else, you know, we are reaching the end of coronavirus. Herd immunity, I think, is achieved somewhere around 60% of the country. So you need 180 million people, roughly, actually, you need 180, 198 million people to be vaccinated or have had the disease to reach uh, herd immunity, which, you know, at the rate we're going, probably be in a couple months. So how do we keep things rolling along where it's benefiting a specific sect of the country and not the others? We got to find, come up with something, right? Um, you, should, should we check on the, our flu cases? How many flu cases were up there? Oh, shit. Well, let's, I think we missed last week and two weeks ago it was like 1580 or something. Okay. Take a guess what we're at right now. 1624. Oh. <sighs> Real close, sixteen thirty nine. Get the fuck out! Wow, I'm <laughs> good. Close. Wow, I'm good. That's Six, been that's two weeks too. Yeah, that's that's been two weeks. Sixteen hundred and thirty nine flu cases since the end of September. I, I can't believe that n- no one's talking about that more. Anyways, anyway, I, I'll lose my mind. We, we are. Yeah, exactly. We are, we're talking about it. Um, Aaron, the everybody getting these shots, man. Hey. All good and dandy. Get them. But everybody that's getting these shots also doesn't realize that the mRNA in the fucking vaccine, that basically it reconstructs your body's fucking immune system. So now the whole point of this vaccine is it's going to require boosters. Yeah, I saw that. Every fucking month or whatever, you're going to have to go in because now we, any, like, fuck dude anybody who's gotten this vaccine is is essentially just just essentially got rid of their own immune system it is it it is meaning every like you know now anything that comes about like you know whatever it's a form of the flu anything if you've if you've gotten this vaccine now you will need to go and get a booster shot for the next thing because your body is no longer going to be able to like fight for itself it is interesting it is interesting and and listen you know like you just said um you know, if you, if you're the person who feels more comfortable getting the vaccine to go on with your life, hey, so be it, man. That's your choice as an American, and and you know, you're never going to hear me disparage that. Um, that's the beauty of living in a free country is you can make your own decisions and do what you feel is best for you, and I can make my decisions and do what's best for me. Um, you know, I just look at it from the reality of you and I being 31 year olds you know, very healthy, in good shape, good looking, you know, great hair. Well, me, um, you know, guys, you know, we have statistically in looking at the numbers, 99.98% chance of surviving coronavirus if we were to get it. You know, I don't walk out of my house 
wearing a suit of armor in the off chance I'm going to get hit by a bus. And I don't walk out of the wearing a bulletproof vest and the chance I catch a stray bullet. You know, like a 0.02% chance is just, it's not scary to me. It's just not, I, you know, it, it's funny how so many people are like, oh, well, I believe in math and science. Well, like there's math and science saying that like statistically you have almost no chance, at least if you're in our age range. But listen, I get it. There is extenuating circumstances. People that work with the elderly or children or have children or anything along those lines, I get it. And that's why at the end of the day, if you feel comfortable getting it and that's what you want to do, by all means, if you don't feel comfortable, you shouldn't be shamed for your choice as an American to decide that you don't want to get it. Um, but going back to what you were saying, it's like, yeah, like let's look at the underlying like economics of this. Okay. So if you're going to have to just say it's, it's once a year or, you know, it becomes like the flu shot where it's once a year. <clears throat> Think about the billions of dollars that's going to generate for not only the pharmaceutical companies, but the insurance companies too. I mean, it's, it's banana lands what the economics of this are going to do long-term and look at where the money's going to go. Big Pharma, Big Pharma, which has destroyed millions and millions and millions of lives, you know, just continues to get rich with what seems to be no oversight whatsoever because, you know, Congress and, and you know, the, um, the Senate, you know, do, how much do they understand the stuff that goes on with these big pharmaceutical companies? You know, they're just told they got to fix a problem and, and this is how you do it. So by all means, you know, let's subsidize it and go ahead, get after it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there was another, I saw another picture of that, of like the boat or whatever mm -hmm. with the excavator. And it was talking about like, you know, it said like, you know, world economy, uh, business loss, you know, all these different things. And then, you know, it was a big picture and then you see the little tiny excavator and it just has this little thing that says $1,400. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, Listen, if the bill, if those bills, if those stimulus bills were as simplistic as just giving the American people $1,400, they would have been what? Two pages long? Three pages long? There's 600 page bills with, you know, just tons of bullshit crammed into them. And, you know, is there stuff in there that's, that's, you know, probably good for some people. I'm sure there is. I'm not, I've not it's, read the whole bill, but there's so much, you know, below the, below the surface bullshit in those bills. And everybody that thinks, oh, you know, well, Joe Biden or, or you know, Congress, they're great for giving us these $1,400. It's like, dude, they don't give a fuck about you. They just distract you with the $1,400 so they can cram a bunch of other shit in there that they need to get passed or want to get passed. Yeah, fuck, it's so scary. It's scary. We live in a scary world. It is scary. It feels scary. At least, you know, the great thing about, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s, when the government was doing all their funky shit was, like, you didn't see it all that often, you know? You'd had the Kennedy assassination. You have Iran-Contra. You have Vietnam. But, you know, in reality, you didn't see it all that much. Speaking of, by the way, I, didn't, I don't know if you followed up on it at all, but Biden did his, uh, his first press conference as president the other day. And they asked him if, uh, you know, what his plans to get the troops out of Afghanistan was. And he said, uh, you know, he can't guarantee by next year it's going to be done. I think about that. We've been in, and we've talked about it before, but like. Since 01. It's fucking crazy. I think 02, we technically entered uh, 
It was either 02 or 03 we actually entered Afghanistan. Just don't forget, we went to Iraq first. 9-11 happened, and then we went to Iraq because we needed that oil money and had to, you know, had to stop there before we could go to Afghanistan. Right, but, right, to get the gold. Right, so we stopped in gold. Iraq to get the oil so we could go to Afghanistan to get the get opium. The gold. Yeah, exactly, the, get yeah. the opium, right, exactly. But, yeah, it's been 20 fucking years, that we, and it's like – you know, it's ridiculous. Anyways, you know, we're rambling now at this point. We could probably probably wrap this bitch up. But next week, we should talk about – I'm going to send you an article. We, we can't get into it now because – Oh, book club for next week? Book club for next week. There's a uh, – in Oakland, there is a bill. I can't remember if it's been passed or being proposed to be passed where uh, the um, – how do I phrase this? The impoverished communities in Oakland – the impoverished non-white communities in Oakland are going to be getting $500 a month. The only caveat being they have to have a child under the age of 18 and they will be getting $500 a month from the uh, state government. Um, the only qualifiers being non-white and having a child under 18. Um, but we'll save that for next week because that's, uh, you know, let's, let's go out on. Uh, I guess I'm out for on. that one. <laughs> well, your money would get, your money wouldn't show up for three years anyways. Um, listen, uh, okay. Yeah. Normal stuff. Bookkeeping or uh, um, housekeeping. Bookkeeping. What the fuck? Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Check out the Patreon page on our Instagram page. If it's still there at, Sunday conversation on Instagram. We appreciate all you for listening. Benny, I appreciate you for accommodating me today. You are uh, a handsome, intelligent, uh, open-minded. You smart. You is kind. kind. Uh, you're, you're just a great dude, Benny. I appreciate that you have it, are having you as my, uh, as my co-host. Um, great chat, pal. Love you. Yeah, always. Love you.